Good afternoon. It's 12 o'clock and welcome to the, to the Friday edition of the MoneyWeb at Midday show. This show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. My name is Rijk van Niekerk. Markets today have reacted quite in- interestingly to the first skirmish between U.S. President Donald Trump and China. The tariffs on um, $34 billion worth of Chinese imports into the U.S. came into effect. China has responded by uh, threatening to implement tariffs on U.S. goods in retaliation. And uh, most international markets seem to have ignored it. A lot of green on the screen except for the JSE. And I'll speak to Wayne McCurry of F&B Wealth and Investments in a minute for his insights into uh, this development. But first, let's look at the indicators. The all share is down 0.8, uh, 0.4%. The uh, resources are down 0.5%. Financials down 1.1%. Gold down 0.6%. In, at, uh, on international markets, the uh, FTSE 100 is uh, 0.1% higher. The DAX has gained 0.2%, while the CIC 40 is up a third of a percent. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei closed um, 1.1% higher. Shanghai gained half a percent, as did the Hang Seng Index. Let's look at individual shares that are performing well. Into Property Group has gained 2.4%. ARM has also gained 2%. BAT is up 1.5%. South 32 has gained 1.4%. ABMBF and Santam also uh, uh, just more than 1% higher. On the downside, it seems financial and uh, retail stocks are being hammered. Uh, Pioneer Foods down uh, 3.3%. First Rand lost 3%. Rand Merchant Bank is trading 2.9% lower. The Fashini Group down 2.7%. Standard Bank down 25 Massmore down 2.4%. Imperial down 23 and then Liberty, Remgro, and ShopRite also uh, losing more than 2%. Let's look at currencies. The Rand is trading at um, 13 Rand 59 against the dollar, 17 Rand 97 against the pound, and 15 Rand 91 against the euro. Bitcoin is trading slightly down, $6,513, uh, and in Rand, 92,000 Rand flat for one bitcoin on the commodities market gold is down to one thousand two hundred and fifty four dollars platinum is down again eight hundred and thirty seven dollars forty nine u.s cents brent crude is seventy seven dollars and eighteen while on the capital market the r186 is currently trading at eight point six nine percent when mccurry of uh, fnb wealth and investments uh, is on the line um good afternoon wayne uh, what is going, happening with this U.S. Uh, and China trade war? I would have thought that we would have seen a lot more pressure on international markets. Yeah, look, I mean, this is actually ludicrous. When you think that the United States is by far the biggest benefactor from global trade, and this whole world trade organization and the whole globalization over the last, call it 60 years, 70 years, has been driven by the United States, and now they're the ones wanting to impose trade wars. You, you just don't understand it. But anyway, that's politics, I suppose. And we hope that we don't get much more than this, and we hope and pray that some sanity prevails. Mm. I think it will, because make no mistake, if sanity does not prevail, 
this is way worse than rising or has the potential to be way worse than rising interest rates or uh, U.S. long bond going up, etc. I mean, this could turn out to be, quite frankly, catastrophic. I don't think it will happen. I hope and I pray it won't happen. But unfortunately, you're dealing with politics now and not necessarily logic. And uh, China has made it quite clear that this is actually economic blackmail and they will retaliate if necessary. Now, it seems strange to say that you hope that the communist government would be more rational <laughs> than the U.S. government in all of this. But is it uh, still a rattling of sabers or do you think Trump think has so. actually drawn his sword? No, I think it's a rattling of sabers. Uh, President Trump seems to work, as I said before, on a shoot first and ask questions later type of uh, uh, approach to foreign policy. So he comes out with the worst, the most outrageous suggestions, and he said, I'm going to do this, then he seems to back down at the last moment. And we hope that is, in fact, the tactic that he's employing here. Because, as I said, this is serious. If this truly escalates, it's serious. And it's even worse for emerging market and emerging market currencies. Yeah, it's actually more a, a tweet first and then negotiate than a shoot first. Yes. <laughs> Very interesting uh, scenario playing itself out there. But on the local market, uh, retailers and uh, financial stocks are under severe yeah. pressure. Why? Look, they've gone up strongly. We take first hand. I mean, first hand was a 60 rand. It rallied over the last call it, the last few days to 66 rand. So it was a strong rally on the back of effectively China inter- intervening in the currency market. And now it's given a little bit of that back on this trade war story, but it's still higher than where it was a week ago. So, you know, don't read too much into it. But obviously the trade wars are not good for, let's call it the classic South African shares, the banks and the retailers, or the potential for trade war. Mm. Yeah, we spoke about the banks earlier this week um, really being, you know, battered down and, you know, into value uh, investment territory. Mm. I, I concur with that. I think the banks, as long as you believe this whole thing won't escalate into a trade war, you've got to believe that first. Then the banks and the retailers actually show quite good value, quite frankly. Yeah. The Bureau of Economic Research at Stellenbosch University cut uh, its growth forecast for the country, uh, the GDP growth forecast from 1.9% to 1.4%. It stated that uh, the poor performance in the first quarter um, yes. is maybe uh, it will have a much bigger impact and it's unlikely that we will see a big spike in the second quarter. Um, probably expected. Well, yes, unfortunately, the first quarter was very, very poor. So everyone's going to revise their growth forecast down. I mean, at one stage, we were all looking at 1.7 or 2%. Now it's coming down lower. I hope, I don't think, I hope it won't get as low as 1.4 and there will be some sort of rebound over the balance of the year because the external environment's actually not that bad. You know, the RAND's still holding. I mean, it hasn't collapsed. It's still holding at 350, 360, 370 type of level. Commodity prices, even though they've come off, they're still holding. And hopefully we see some investment by private industry on the back of a hopefully improving South African economy. But I don't think we can expect more than 1.6 or 1.7, which is far too low. We need a lot higher growth rate than that, but it's still better than we've had over the last two years. So we mustn't, I suppose, moan too much. 
Yeah, but it also has another consequence, and that is that the uh, state's uh, um, r- r- ratios are going to be uh, extreme, well, a lot worse, especially the debt yes. to GDP um, and the uh, deficit yeah. on the budget. Yeah, but you know, when you look at debt to GDP and budget deficits and all of this, I mean, I think there's two things to say. First of all, it is not a, it, 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 it's not a, a sort of a, a lost cause. I mean, I must state quite clearly that although the government finances are in an extremely tight spot, it's not as though they've lost control and, 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 and be in some sort of death spiral. However, they are in an extremely tight spot, and if you add in how much money ESCOM needs to become viable, how much money SAA needs to become viable, and how much money virtually every other state-owned enterprise needs to be viable, because they... Most of them are not actually sustainable financially, given their current set of circumstances. You know, the government's got to find somewhere between, and you can almost pick a number, but somewhere between 100 billion and 200 billion rand to put these enterprises on a firm financial footing. And that's surprisingly, surprisingly enough, even though that is a astronomically big number that the government just simply hasn't got, it's actually quite good news because what it says is that you've got to make a plan. You've somehow got to make a plan and the only plan you can make is actually to privatize and introduce private capital. However, the negative is next year is an election year. No way the government's going to make any major policy statement on any form of privatization in the in the state-owned enterprises the year before the election. Same as they're not going to make a firm statement as to what exactly the policy is on land expropriation without compensation the year before the election. It's just it's just too much of a political gamble. So unfortunately, from now until whenever next year the election happens, hopefully elections always seem to be in winter because whenever I go vote, I freeze to death. So <laughs> maybe it'll be another year um, before we get the government actually able, because from a political viewpoint, to actually make these quite necessary policy statements. Yeah, I've read somewhere that uh, the weather actually can influence uh, an election by several percentage points. Um, but let's uh, we'll have to wait and see. Just talking about state-owned yeah. enterprises, um, the unions at Eskom has rejected the the six point two percent offer, which already uh, seems. High and uh, yes. you know again you know the more the, the higher that in, that um, increase would be in the end, the more the deeper the whole Eskom is uh, is um, digging for yeah. itself. Yes, look compared to its capital expenditure and the interest on the bill, uh, the the wage and the wage increase is relatively small. But when you haven't got money, anything's big. Because mm. That's what effectively the position the Eskom's in. They just haven't got money, so any increase in expenses is big. So. Let's just say the union settled at seven and a half. It doesn't matter that inflation's four and a half. Let's put that aside for the moment. Let's just say everyone just to keep the lights on. Because it's literally a case of keeping the lights on. I mean, that's the situation we've got tonight. We don't need the pay increase for some reason. The lights go off. Let's just say that happens. Then quite simply, Eskom's got to retrench people to, to maintain their salary bill at some sort of affordable level. But... The Eskom debt situation and the Eskom interest rate situation is in fact far more of a major problem than what's happening with the actual wage negotiation. Yeah, I don't think which is more unlikely, the privatization of state assets or the retrenchment of employees. Um, yeah, but look, sometimes when you're pushed into a corner, you have no option. Yeah. You know, so 
you just there is no option. I mean, you, there's no other way out. Yeah. So we we'll have to see. Well, we have to wait and see. Just lastly, um, have you seen the apparent or the proposed logo for APSA? which is set to be launched next week. It's, no, I haven't, no. It's an interesting one, a red circle with some uh, spaces in between and then APSA written in lowercase inside. It's very difficult to describe a logo online, but uh, yeah. a rebranding exercise of this magnitude will be uh, significant. That costs a lot of money. Yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of media so groups are smiling. <laughs> yeah, but also it doesn't cost nearly as much as trying to ex- extricate themselves from the... Barclays systems and, and Barclays uh, back office systems and trading systems. That's far, far more expensive. But I just hope they don't go for pastel colors because then you can't even see the names on some of these logos that are all done in pastel. Yeah, I don't, uh, it's, it's uh, a bright red. I don't think Apps is a pastel, yeah, I don't think Apps is, Apps is a pastel type of, type of company. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely not. Thank you, Wayne. That was Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investment. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. This show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. And that's it for this edition of the MoneyWeb at Midday Show. Thank you for tuning in. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saika.co.za. 